You're listening to Khan Podcasts. Uri Kedar, Executive Director of Israel Chofshit, Be Free Israel, an NGO that supports religious freedom and pluralism, says the initiatives being advanced by the ultra-Orthodox coalition members on religion and the public sphere represent a wave of religious coercion that was expected as soon as the makeup of the current government was known. He told reporter Nomi Segel that this agenda does not have broad public support and he believes there will be pushback. So basically we're seeing a wave of religious coercion. This is exactly what we're facing. This is exactly what we knew we were going to face once we understood what the government's going to look like. Um, and now it's actually happening. I do believe that the Israeli public will be able to push off these agendas, which are pretty radical um, and do not enjoy a broad public support. So this is what we should start with. And I do believe that they will try to push those agendas because the people who are in power at the moment, a lot of them are religiously extremist people who are not representing the broader Israeli um, sense of view. Um, and we definitely should be very serious when we approach those bills because they definitely mean what they do. Let's talk a little bit about these most recent bills. The first, uh, the leavening bill about the ban on bringing leavened products into hospitals. And of course, this is a resubmission because there was uh, a previous practice, let's say, and there was a high court ruling that there cannot be an legally imposed ban. Tell us a little bit about what this means or what right, the situation so, is. So up until a few years ago, um, as it usually happens here, people just got along and people who were Kashrut observant during Passover were observant and other people kept their own food to themselves and no harm was done. Um, but then the chief rabbi decided that they should start and check what do you bring with you when you go into a hospital. And they instructed the security guards to check your bag to see what food do you bring in, which of course caused a lot of stress and anxiety among people who just wanted to bring something for a loved one who's hospitalized during the Passover holiday. Um, and all in all, it created a mess which made its way to the Supreme Court that issued, by the way, a very uh, conservative and very simple ruling saying that a security guard is not able to look through your bag and look at your food. They should be in charge of security. I think that that is highly implemented from their title. So this was the beginning of, of the agenda. And by the way, from the beginning of sort of the public outcry about it, hospitals said out loud that they will not force the Rabinut's um, decision about it. And lo and behold, no one took their Kashrut certificate away. So for years, it has not been um, done. And no hospital lost their Kashrut certificate. So my assumption is that probably it's not that meaningful and it's just and uh, they're trying, as you say, to flex their muscles. They are trying to re-legislate it um, in, in, the, in the realm of a new government that is now in power. And we will do whatever we need to do to make sure that Israelis will continue to be able to live side by side with each other without having 
coercion being such a meaningful part in their life. Similarly, discussion of a proposal for segregated swimming in springs at uh, nature reserves and parks is being advanced. Again, this was a pilot project, which at the time when it was presented was blocked. Right. So the pilot, uh, first of all, from what we understood, didn't move forward. So we, we don't know if that's something that's going to happen. But basically, I think that we're playing in a bigger play that, than this specific uh, proposed legislation. We are at a point in which religious members of Knesset are pushing an agenda that I know sounds horrible in English, but I will say it anyway. They are pushing for an agenda that actually is written that it is separate but equal. That is exactly what they're saying, that gender-separated public spheres are equal. And that if you will separate men and women, that is not a problem. We, of course, object that very basic notion. Gender separation, segregation, whatever we would like to call it, is just not something that in uh, the 21st century should be part of our life in the public sphere. It is fine that's happening in synagogues, but we cannot accept the fact that because people see that as they live their life, they separate themselves between men and women, then the public sphere should adhere to such a horrible policy. And this is exactly what we're facing with a very extreme coalition. And we will have no other ability but to fight this fight till the end because it's just a horrible notion. And and people sort of sometimes come from a reason say, yeah, but you don't need to mind that much because it's sort of, it's within their own public sphere. But there isn't such a thing. There isn't your own public sphere. The public sphere is for everyone. And if you get to a point in which you're already having some cities, streets that have signs that say women cannot walk the streets from here or there, um, and we had that on buses, and we had that on basketball uh, games for kids, we had those instances in so many different issues then it just must be blocked. This week, there was an initiative to cancel culture ministry subsidized events that take place on the Sabbath. And there actually was an intervention and a reversal saying that, look, this is something so that actually people can have access to events, including those who are religious and uh, wouldn't pay to go, say, to a museum or some kind of heritage site. So does this give you some indication, perhaps, that these initiatives might be checked at the end of the day. Um, this is with the prime minister essentially coming in and saying that, perhaps with a view to how his base would feel about some of these issues. I, I totally agree that his base isn't for religious coercion. I do think that his political stance at the moment is pretty weak, so I'm not sure that he will be able to block everything that he might personally oppose. But I do believe that we must remember something that is very simple. 70% of Jews in Israel drive on Shabbat. The notion that you should close businesses, culture centers, etc., etc., on Shabbat because some people don't like it, it's against the will of the majority of people, a vast majority of Israelis, which we also need to remember, some large percent of Israelis are not Jews. But all in all, I do not think we should adhere to the idea that it should be open just because it's also accessible to people who keep Shabbat. It's great that it's accessible for people, for those people. But we need to make sure that the life of the majority of Israelis is not affected by religious coercion. And this is exactly what we need to do. And those attempts just must 
meet a very strong red line from the, our our civil society, from individuals, etc., and from the Likud base. Not because I think that Netanyahu himself wants that to happen, but he created a coalition that is the most religious extreme coalition we ever had. And we need to understand that this is how they're going to act because that's what they really believe in. And I must say, if we're already talking about it in English, that one of the lessons that we need to understand that we learned, by the way, from the cancellation of Roe versus Wade, etc., is that when conservatives tell you that they're going to do something about something, you need to take them very seriously. You cannot cancel that and say, nah, they don't really mean it. They definitely do mean it, and we need to stay on guard and make sure that they don't get their way. Their way. How so? How would uh, that be done? You had mentioned trying to push back against this. Yeah, so we are seeing already a very big civil uproar against the government, and it should be, and it, as we saw it this week around the cultural events on Shabbat, it should happen on, on every single event. Um, we will need to work very hard to make it happen, but we're depending on civil society in this, um, and it's on our shoulders and on the, the public's shoulders to make sure that Likud understands that they will lose political power if they adhere to the agendas of their extreme uh, partners, because that's the balancing that we will need to do. It will not come from within the coalition, unfortunately.